The meeting of two minds on the Badger Shelf. We'll set the world to rights and try to find more Badger puns. Welcome to the Badger Shelf. Hello and welcome once again to the shelf of badgers that we call the Badger Shelf. It's quite handy that the shelf of badgers found its ideal name. I'm delighted for it, to be honest. It's been a bit of an identity crisis. It struggled for a while, but we got there. Indeed. This is quite a quite a bizarre episode, because for once we are not in different cities while trying to record this. It's quite a peculiar happenstance. Actually, I have to look at this creature. <laughs> Normally hidden behind a screen, and there's no visual reminder of the horrible... Horrible co-host that is me. I want to go back. <laughs> so yes, Eddie has joined me in the recording studio. It's very exciting. And hopefully this will mean significantly less editing to get this episode out. Without having to take multiple sound sources and splicing and internet dropouts. and <laughs> My God. Poor Andrew, who does the editing work, while I sit here... Talking nonsense and let him spool through. We'll have an easy job this time. He is the worst guest star <laughs> I've ever worked with. Featured guest means I don't have to do any work. Take all the credit. And we also have our special mascot badger. Ooh. Is wandering in and out. He owns the house. This is his domain. It's his world. We just live in it. The official mascot if you uh, have been on our Facebook or Discord or any of these social medias, you've probably seen a picture of Badger, the finest Doug in all the land. He is unbelievably fluffy. I've, I, I met him today, and he's cuddly and fluffy, and he ate half my sandwich. <laughs> uh, and I wasn't even mad. Doesn't <laughs> <laughs> even let me do that. Yeah. <laughs> I had him eating out of the palm of my hand. Oh. Normally I can't see you looking at me in shame. This is a different dynamic. This is completely this is completely shuffled things up because now you can see the disdain. This is it. Normally I hear the silence and go, ah, he's just relishing that comment. and He's enjoying the, the fine wit. And now I can, <laughs> I can make eye contact and realise, no. Shunning is what's happening. I have hated every moment of doing this with you. <laughs> I'm glad you came up with such a good idea. For the last year. It is, yep. Yeah, it, it's been a wild ride. So, hopefully, if we time this right, this will come out as we, a year from when we began making The Badger Shelf. Yeah. Um, I won't say when. <laughs> just in case. Just You don't want to curse it. We want to give us some wiggle room. Whenever this releases, it's Just, the anniversary. That's the anniversary. Even <laughs> if it's been like three years since the last time we put out an episode. That's, that's one year since we started making them. It'll happen. Time is wibbly-wobbly just now. Very you know? wibbly-wobbly. Time and 2020 yeah. collided, and now neither of them make any sense. Some sort of weird wormhole opened up. Mm. And here we are. Time, in the words of your man... McConaughey from True Detective, time is a flat circle. He had one hell of a moustache. Indeed. 
Ah, but yes, this is the Bon Anniversaire episode. And Ooh. we are celebrating anniversaries and birthdays. I think this is the only time we've ever decided on the title before starting the episode. See if you upload this and it's got a different title altogether <laughs> just to bamboozle me. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> oh, dearie me. Well, there's a plan. Given them ideas. So yeah, so we had a wee look at uh, famous people that share a birthday with the Badger Shelf. A very noble birthday to share. So the first episode was released on the 12th of May, wasn't it? 12th of May. 12th of May. According to uh, the website. We couldn't remember because we, we forgot. But yes, according to the internet. 12th of May. 12th of May is when we began. May the 12th be with you. May the 12th. <laughs> I'm looking forward to Star Wars Episode 12. <laughs> we do share today with a lot of funky people. A lot of very funky people. It's one hell of a party. I think if I uh, went to that party, I'd be having a great time. <laughs> the birthday party for all these celebrities. If you, if you went to this birthday party, the question I want to pose to you is, would you recognise Tony Hawk? Oh, or would you just say, God, you look like Tony Hawk, and then walk away, as happens to him a thousand times a day, if you follow him on Twitter? I I feel like I would, I, I think I would try to be nice, because I'd be like, oh, hello, Tony Hawk. But there would be the instinct to continue his existential crisis and just mess with him further. I think that happens a lot to him now. Like, I, I saw a tweet from him, and he was, um, I've just, from getting on the plane... To sitting in my seat, three people have told me I look like Tony Hawk. <laughs> I mean, it's always at airports and things, the baggage handler or, or the, the passport person will look at them and go, Oh, T Hawk! No, Anthony Hawk. No, you just, you look like Tony Hawk. Oh, that's funny. Your name's nearly the same as well. <laughs> and he's just like, Why? It's like, Yes, I'd like to check in the skateboard. <laughs> 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 but it happens to him at skate parks as well. Yeah, and if you think there'd be anywhere that he would be immune to not being recognised as like the most famous skateboarder ever, <laughs> for the love of God, he has somehow managed to blend into anonymity, and he is the most famous skateboarder in the world, and avoids any of the press and crowds and publicity. I mean, he's onto something. He's got it. He's got it. Oh. But yes, so happy birthday, Mr. Hawk. Happy birthday, Tony Hawk. May you um, ollie with pride. Okay, I'm looking forward to to your sign-off for all of these. Oh, I've got... I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. Well, if anyone has too much to drink at the party... <laughs> oh, this has, already, this has already gone off the rails. They can go to see Florence Nightingale. Florence Nightingale. Who sadly cannot attend. Yes. I, I feel like this is more of an afterlife party. This is like in the good place where it's it's all the all the cool people are there, like Plato and Einstein. Well, I was gonna say she can't attend because she's too busy trying to treat coronavirus victims. Ah. But um yes, she's also dead. dead. She's also Th- dead. Thanks for bringing down the mood. <laughs> oh dear. Um and but, but in in mem- in memory of uh, of Florence. Today is International Nurses Day. Yes, International Nurses Day, um, and she was one of the one of the one of the better nurses of history, I believe. You always hear about Florence Nightingale saving the day. 
changing do. the world. She yes, yeah, she is definitely. Um, I I don't think anyone's not heard of Florence Nightingale. Yeah, it's. Uh, I I always had a bit of an uh, an obsession. I think as a kid because uh, all those saucy pictures. <laughs> Oh, oh my! Oh, <laughs> bit of ankle on that one. Oh, the war-torn nurse. Um, but I think in school we just really talked about her a lot, and we saw a film about her, and I just thought she was very, very cool. You know, well, she well, came along and went, "Should we, you know, wash people and you know, clean the wounds rather than sawing off legs?" But it was quite a big talking point when when you were at school because mm. you're quite old, and it only just happened. Ah! Oh my word! It's true. It is true. <laughs> but she's good. And I uh, I know nurses. I'm related to some nurses. And uh, yeah, well done, nursey people. You've done a good job. Not as famous as Florence Nightingale, but just as appreciated. Yes, yeah. of course. I mean, that's like her her memory is to appreciate all nurses. Exactly. You know, it's, it's never been Florence Nightingale Day. It's International no, Nurses exactly. Day. So yes. So yeah. All the nurses. Congratulations. Happy. Not Nurse Ratchet. She's a bit mental. <laughs> yeah, she, we can pass on her. Pass uh, on her. Being, you know, crazy and fictional. Mm, uh, I'm sure she won't mind. I'm sure she won't. So happy birthday, Florence Nightingale. May your syringes be ever clean. Great. I told you. <laughs> oh, Keep going, baby. <laughs> well... I can't think how to introduce the next one, as we did with the other two. <laughs> uh, we got Rami Malek. We we will rock you. He's the dude that played Freddie Mercury. Yes, he is. He is. And, and he will rock everyone at the party. Yes. He's provided the entertainment. Uh, he's also hacked the system, so they've all got Spotify, like uh, premium. <laughs> <laughs> so he's providing tunes. He has brought the tunes. He's brought the bangers. Rami Bloody Malik. Um, I'm trying to work my way through... What's it called? Mr. Robot. Um, thoroughly yes. enjoying it. I, I need to watch that, actually. I've been told by many people. So I'm, as regular listeners of the show will know, I am still in the um, refusal stage mm. of the more people that tell me to watch something, I'm just not going to watch it. It's an outrageous... You're not my supervisor. <laughs> it took me a long time to watch Archer because Dave kept telling me to watch it. Uh, it is um, it's an endearing and infuriating part of your material. Mm. But, but um, for, for anyone that is drinking along, Dave is pointless. No happy birthday to Dave. No happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I wish Dave a sad birthday. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. That's at least a few drinks. Do <laughs> <laughs> so I have to finish the drink every time I mean about Dave? Oh, God. <laughs> Our listeners have now perished. Oh, and if you're confused about what we're talking about, get on the Discord. Ooh. It's all there, black and white. It's all very clear fun. Clear as crystal. It's all very fun. But yeah, Rami Malik, he's doing, he's doing the good work. I saw... Uh, he's... Uh, not Band of Brothers, the other one they did. The Pacific! Yes. Yes. He's very good in that. One of his breakout roles, I believe. Oh my. Uh, but oh my god, Mr. Robot. Because it's him, and it's your man... Um, what's the dude called? The actor. Uh, he was in Heathers. 
He was in loads of like stuff. He was like a teen star, and now he plays all like the cool, gritty, older dude stuff. People listening will know who I mean. Um, if you don't Google it, but you'll actually understand what's going on. I watch Mr. Robot, and they're talking about all this technology stuff and like computers. And oh, things, computers! Computers and and back passage nonsense, and I'm like. <laughs> Yes, hackers, you'd actually probably understand what's going on. It's too much for me. I, 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 thought, I thought you'd be right up all that back passage nonsense. <laughs> Ooh, uh, missus. <laughs> it's too late for that. <laughs> oh, dear me. So, yeah, uh, Rami Malek, happy birthday to you, and may your moustache be always sleek. What? Freddie Mercury. <laughs> I know, but I'm just... <laughs> so I'll, I'll let you introduce the next one. So yes, this is um, a, a sort of rising star, I suppose you would say. She uh, uh, she is Emily Van Camp, who you may recognise if you're a Marvel film watcher. She came in... She was basically part of the Captain America story for a while. And so Captain America Winter Soldier, She it came out that she was spying on him from across the hall... And then in Civil War, she was now working for the CIA, and she was helping them escape. And then completely forgotten about by all characters and watchers. Yep. Until Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Where she got really mad that she was completely forgotten about (laughs) by all characters. Like a whole... Civil War was the first film in the third phase and it it took the entire phase for her to even come back and be mentioned. It's it's a bit, it's a bit mad because she says, "Oh yeah, like I didn't get a, a pardon. I was just left on the run." Yeah. And we and Ailey were just sitting there going, "Oh yeah, we kind of forgot about her too." Ooh, it's kind of yeah. When when she came back, I was like, "Oh, oh yes, oh, oh god. god, yes." Who was she? Oh Christ! Um, but fantastic work. Very good actor. Um, no, oh, she's absolutely brilliant in mm. in all the films she's in. It's um. I just watched Civil War the other day. We were working our way through the Marvel films in my household. And, um, oh, it's very it's very saucy. Because she plays Peggy Carter's niece, I believe. So not her daughter, but yes. And there's the bit in Civil War where her and Steve are all saucy, saucy, sauce. And I'm like, oh, this is a bit, this is a bit saucy. Oh, dear, what would Peggy think? You know? Um, and then, of course, Captain America goes off and does his time travel thing. And so not only is poor um, Emily Van Camp on the run for treason and going off and doing all the nasty stuff, she's also missed out on her winch buddy. And uh, (laughs) he's working his way backwards through the family tree. Exactly. He's had had the niece and he's remembered how good the aunt was and he's gone back home. Peggy, keep an eye on your mum. That's all I'm saying. Don't let Steve. Don't bring Steve to family events. Yeah, he's a he's a yeah. Oh God, like he's gonna be like involved with the family, so he's going to like know her as a child. Yeah, it's like oh, I'll tell you, you and me in a few years. Oh, I could tell, spin you a tale, love. Oh dear. Oh, Steve Rogers, creepy uncle. Steve does Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Oh. But, um, yes, that was good. One of the perhaps, you know, uh, you've got people like Florence Nightingale and Tony Hawk, but we've included Emily Van Camp because she's part of the bigger Marvel world and she plays an important part. She's coming up. She's coming up on this list. 
Yeah, she's a really good actress. She's very good. Um, I don't know if I've seen her in other things. Um, I'll need to look at the IMDb and do all that research. Yes. But uh, cracking. So, Emily Van Camp, happy birthday to you. And may your um, Marvel career only get more inclusive. (laughs) May you have more screen time. May you be forever remembered. (laughs) Now that you're bloody back, let's not put you under the rug anymore. As former child stars go, I think this next man has had a fairly stable run of things, from what I've seen, Hmm. you know. Um, No Macaulay Culkin, that's for sure. He's definitely no Macaulay Culkin, no. Um, This is the the chap from um, the films like uh, Breakfast Club and Pretty in Pink, things like this. Emilio Estevez, one of the John Hughes... What did they call them? The... Not the Brady Bunch, the the Breakfast Bunch. They had a name. The Breakfast Club. So the Breakfast Club was a film, but they called them like the Something Bunch. Oh, I will like, that. Like there was, um, uh, there was like the Wild Bunch in Hollywood, and then these were like the younger ones. Ah, I see, I see, I see. I think I know what you're on about now. But you, you waffle for and, like, and I'll look it up. So like Emilio Estevez and Molly Ringwald and these kind of people. They all kept appearing in the same films. The Brat Pack. The Brat Pack! Like the Rat Pack. Yes. And then, yes, because then you've got people like um, Paul Rudd and uh, um, dudes like that in the Frat Pack who make all those raunchy comedies. Paul Rudd. Yeah. I really want, I really want to get Paul Rudd on this, oh on this podcast for an episode just so we can introduce that clip. Um person going down the hill in a wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's just, uh, just the audio. <laughs> oh. He would add some, some panache. But, it, but it's not his birthday, it's Skip him. Yeah. Paul Rudd, get out of here. Uh, Emilio Estevez, very cool. Let's have a look at his Wikipedia. What else has he done? Oh my god. So, in his Brat Pack years, um, did the Outsiders? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Let's have a wee look see here. Uh, it's not an actor I've seen much of, to be honest. He did all the Mighty Ducks. I think he moved into more of a kind of writer. Oh, the Mighty Ducks! That's, yeah, of course. Yeah. Big Mighty Ducks dude. Uh, I mean, yeah, the Mighty Ducks alone is a legacy to behold. They've all just, uh, they're on Disney Plus, of course. I keep meaning to rewatch them. Love the Mighty Ducks. She's on quite a few like um, procedural crime shows as a director as well. Ooh, Not quite good. Cold Case, CSI New York. This is it. He, um, whereas a lot of child actors kind of uh, were overwhelmed by the spotlight and things, I think he made the move to behind the camera in a more stable position. Ooh, personal life. Any juicy bits? He was in Apocalypse Now, of course. As the messenger boy. Uh, he's been in loads. Oh, no. Yeah, in deleted scenes. Oh, wait. I'm thinking of someone else, possibly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, yeah, there we go. Breakfast Club, St. Elmo's Fire. Mm. Repo Man. What? Oh, my. Young Guns, The Mighty Ducks. Uh, Mission Impossible. Uh, yeah, he was, uh, I think, just a cameo role. Uncredited. Mm. What a boy. 
So yeah, Emilio. He was in Two and a Half Men as well. Oh my. Oh, he's in the new Mighty Ducks show. <gasps> what? As what? Gordon Bombay. Gordon Bombay. I need to watch that. I used to like Mighty Ducks. Mighty Ducks is, yeah, friggin' cool. I remember watching it as a child and thinking, when are the ducks going to show up? Not enough quacking going on. They're cracking skulls, not quacking gulls. <laughs> you said quacking gulls. Quacking gulls, I did, yes. That's exactly what I said. Alright. <laughs> oh, oh dear. dear. Emilio Estevez. Happy birthday. May your ducks be forever mighty. <laughs> oh, that is awful. Grim. <laughs> we're still got half, we're only halfway through the list. Only halfway through the list, and it's gotten it's gone so, so grim. We were sat here thinking, oh, we haven't got enough content for an episode. How are we going to fill the time with waffle, monsieur? With waffle. Oh, yes. So the next guy is another cracking actor that is doing a lot of stuff. But you, you were like, who is he? And then yeah, it was just, it's a name that didn't twig. But yes, he has done quite a lot. He's he's one of these character actors that is in everything, but does so well that he just kind of blends into the role. You know, so and that's, he, that's what you want. You don't want like to be taken out of yes. the story by going, oh, I know that actor. He just manages to do the perfect stuff. Oh, he's in the Revenant. Um, yes, we are talking about um, Mr. Domhnall Gleeson. Who is uh, Brendan Gleeson's nephew, I believe. Um, so there's a nice family connection there. Brendan Gleeson, another fantastic actor. Um, but Domhnall, he's been in Dread. He's been in Harry Potter. He's been in About Time. He's been in uh, uh, Deus Ex. Brendan Gleeson's his father, not his uncle. Is it father? Oh, I didn't realise it was so... Hopefully not both. <laughs> oh, dear. Brendan Gleeson's son. Very nice. And his brother, Brian, is also an actor. Oh, Brian Gleeson. Oh, he looks much more like his dad. Holy moly. Oh, yeah. Like, Domino does not look like Brendan. No, I wonder what the postie looked like. <laughs> well, he's got the hair, actually. He's got the hair. That's it. The face shape is very different, but... um, Oh, yeah. He's got the, the, the ginger locks. Mm. But, wow, Brian. Oh, my God. He could play his dad in one of those biopics. <laughs> Oh, he was in Christopher Robin, uh, the Christopher Robin film. God, he's been in loads. Peter Rabbit. He's yeah. this sort of actor. Basically, they just you want a kind of normal bloke who's like, oh, I'm Donald Gleeson. Oh. He's uh, he's very flexible. Yeah, like, like we say, that's what you want. You want someone who is the character, not the actor. Yeah. Yeah. True Grit, Brooklyn, and of course, probably his um, biggest role. Is uh, in the Star Wars films, General Hux. Yeah, <laughs> Hux was good. Hux was very good. Oh. That was a, a big, big part for him. Um, oh God, he was in all three, wasn't he? He was. Yeah. Yes. As, as as General Hux. As yeah. General Hux, he put on a mask halfway through, did something else. Very good. He's a yeah. He's a. a a beloved actor of mine. Whenever you, whenever it says Domino Gleason's in something, I'm like, yes. I know I'm in for a treat. Whatever he's doing. <laughs> he's, he's done quite a good a good list of, of films. So yeah, he's one of these actors that you can kind of go, ah, that's fine. It's going to be good. Mm. Yeah. 
I also read an interview he did, and he's a ridiculous human being, which is wonderful. He's very much, um, like a lot of actors who are actually, in, you know, interested in the craft of the thing, they ask him these questions like, I don't give a shit about that. You know, I just want to go home. Leave me be. I don't care about fame. He just wants his orange juice, etc. So, Donald Gleason, happy birthday. May you have some glee, son. That was awful. Yep. We're running out of gas here, man. We're running out of steam. Well. Ooh. Yes, the, the next one. Probably. I don't know if we really the biggest name on here because of. It comes from an era where there weren't as many celebrities. I would say, yeah, this this um, this next person is icon status. Yes. Because they come from that golden era of Hollywood. When there was four actresses and <laughs> seven actors. And everyone watched the same film, so everyone knew these people. It was a different time. Yes. Well, Catherine Hepburn. Catherine Hepburn. Would imagine, I imagine at the party, be the one... Chugging champagne. <laughs> Two tiny glasses. Holding court. Getting absolutely royally sloshed. As they could do. I would hope so. But she, yeah. Icon status. One of the great actresses of uh, the 20th century. So her career ran from 1928 to 1994. Oh, 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 oh. I mean, just like that is a career to be solidly working in any industry for nearly 70 years. 72 years. 72 years. Oh, my goodness. My God, the maps man is here. Mm, well, <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't take much in this crowd to be <laughs> the maths genius. <laughs> yes. I don't even know maths. Who is he? <laughs> oh, dearie me. Dearie me. I mean, sitting here, like, the career setbacks in the late 30s, and then the revival in 1939, and then another wow. nearly 60 years of being famous. It's mental. Just, yeah, any actor that is able to reinvent themselves decade by decade, just incredible. And if you haven't heard of Catherine Hepburn, that's just incredibly bizarre. Yeah, she's one of these people, people would have, you know, you've got Breakfast at Tiffany posters everywhere. You've got um, just the picture of an icon. Here we go. So, on all the ones we've had a look at, they've had a complete comprehensive list of all of their films they've been in. Mm. But for Catherine Hepburn, they're like, right, this is the highlights. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's a whole other section for her Academy Awards. She, was it her that was in Breakfast at Tiffany's? Am I thinking of the wrong? That's a very good question. Because it doesn't say it there. The, um... Catherine Hepburn stands at home listening are screaming at their listening device. Pretty sure. At their gramophone. At their gramophone. <laughs> and wind it up, Jimmy! He's talking about Catherine Hepburn. 
Oh, Audrey Hepburn. Oh, what, what, what? You pillock. I'm thinking of the wrong person. Get Catherine Hepburn in the bin. Get her right in the bin. Who's Audrey? Is it daughter? No. What? How could there have been two Hepburns? My goodness. Well, she was also born in May. But significantly Uh, later. Well, I've been talking about the entirely wrong Hepburn. But Catherine Hepburn is also smacking. They're both smacking. Um, What has she done? Let's have a look. Have I seen any of these? Oh, she was in a production of Little Women. Bringing up Baby. That was a big one. The African Queen. That oh, we were talking about that earlier. That was the one with um, where all the people kept getting sick, but her and Humphrey Bogart were just drinking whiskey all the time, and so uh, <laughs> they stayed well because everyone yeah. else got dysentery on the Nile. Um, amazing. She was in Long Day's Journey into Night. Yes. Ooh, Rooster Cogburn. That's uh, the guy from True Grit. Yes. Yes. That would have been a John Wayne picture. Coburn, isn't it? Wooster. Is it Cockburn? Oh, yeah. Wooster Coat. I always forget. There's lots of different ways of spelling Coburn with random mm. X's and G's. and Wooster Coburn. Coburn. Coburn? I don't know. Yeah. Anthony Cleopatra. Doesn't actually have to say on here how you say it. But anyway. Because of his drunkenness and questionable use of firearms. Yes, that sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is a sequel to True Grit. Oh! Oh! So yeah, so it was a different writer who wrote the story for this one. A sequel to True Grit. And he was already old as hell in True Grit. He was. Madness. Well... Um, happy birthday, Catherine Hepburn. Um, hopefully you'll be remembered better than I did. (laughs) (laughs) She's sitting up there in heaven. She's like, going to bloody Audrey. Wrong Hepburn! Wrong Hepburn! I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Catherine. Hi, Catherine Hepburn, the gym teacher at our school. (laughs) (laughs) Fond memories. (laughs) Mr. Hepburn. Uh, What a man. Don't know when his birthday was. He he just appeared one day, fully formed, as Mr. Hepburn. He neither lives nor dies. He is eternal. (laughs) As as gym teachers tend to be. Oh, yes. Terrifying creatures. Just a stocky man behind an incredible moustache. Yes. Oh, Oh, my God. (sighs) This next chap. Yeah, I'm a big fan. He he definitely going around cracking jokes, uh, stealing, stealing my thunder. Definitely. I don't think I'd invite him. Oh, I want no. to be the funniest man in the room. You you would tell a joke and people would be laughed out because he's already here and has told that joke. <laughs> Monster. Who are we talking about? We are talking about George Carlin. George bloody Carlin. He is a American stand-up who uh, was not mentioned in ours episode of Talking About Stand-Ups. Well, he was on my list, you see, but we we it was such a big list... It was, it was a huge list. It ended up being quite a long episode. We already, it already was like an hour and a half. There's only so many people I could discuss. So here he is. Here is George Carlin getting a look in now. He was few. He's very famous for um, quite dark 
killer. Yes. Very dark, but very um, uh, transient as well. He spoke mm. out a lot. Back in, you know, the 70s, he was speaking about things that people thought were far too revolutionary. Um, you know, like, don't be an asshole and people should maybe live, etc., etc., um, and a lot, of, man. And a lot of the stuff about society was really uh, present, and it's all kind of coming to light now. A big influence on people like um, uh, Bill Hicks and people like that. You know that kind of cynical humour, that kind of dark humour, but with a heart. You know, you're not just being an arsehole, You're using your dark lens to look at society and address the issues. And of course, it was also in Bill and Ted. So there we are. Yes. As Rufus. God, he's, he's been quite a lot, actually. He's been friggin' loads. My goodness. Obviously, he's got all his discography of his stand-up. All of his stand-up. Quite a few films. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. And The Bogus Journey. Bogus Journey. Uh, oh, he was in Face the Music as well. I still haven't seen that. Dogma, Jensen and Bob, scary I'm movie. Just, just thinking there, actually, because he yeah. died in 2008. He did a lot of stuff with uh, that guy that does Billy. Um, oh, I did he. Jensen and Bob. Kevin. What's the director? I forgot he was the architect in the Scary Movie 3. Yeah. That was weird. <laughs> God, he was in Cars. Oh my word. I need to have a look at that. His greatest performance, some might say. <laughs> my Fillmore. Goodness. Oh my. What is it? Who is he? The that van? was the, the, the VW fan. The oh, hippie. the hippie dude. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. That's good. Obviously, Dogma. Dogma. Yeah, he did a lot of, my goodness, a load of films. And he was in, obviously, a lot of television appearances, but mo- most of that was uh, comedy. Stuff on The Simpsons, uh, Daily Show, oh uh, yeah. He was the narrator for Thomas and Friends in the 90s. Oh my goodness. I mean... Thomas, that's a, that's a show that always has like the most r- random narrators, isn't it? Like Ringo Bloody Star. Yeah. Oh. He did one video game, but it was Cars. Oh, his legacy. I think us mentioning that the Cars film had a video game is the most publicity it's ever had. I've played it. Stop it. I, I've played the Cars video game, and it's awful. So bad. Now, he was... One of his big, big controversial moments was his seven dirty words routine. Oh, oh, yes. Like, that was... I heard of that long, long before I heard of him. And it's a, it's a whole monologue about the seven words you can't say on television. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we'll get away with them, we'll we get away with them. And we've probably said worse. I mean, <laughs> cover your ears, ladies and gents. If you're not into naughty, naughty, raunchy language. The uh, the words in the order he listed them were shit, piss, fuck, cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker, and tits. <laughs> um, and he got in a lot of trouble for that. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. He, he did a lot of speaking out against the, the 
what's what's the word I'm looking for? He spoke out a lot against. Um, oh, you can't think of the word. Oh, right. I was hoping it would come to me. Oh no, we've censored ourselves. He's spoken a lot, a lot against <laughs> censorship and um, like yeah, and the language, like offensive language, being eradicated from culture. He was a big um, proponent of being allowed to free speech, like being able to say what you want. This is the thing. This is the thing. I mean. You walk into any pub and people are effing and blinding all over the place. Yeah. You know? His big thing, it's kind of like what South Park, the movie, talked about. You know, the American culture at that point was more concerned with people saying a naughty word than they were with violence and horrific um, sexualization and all sorts of stuff. And he was saying, why can't I, why, why could we, it was essentially, why could we actually have people fucking on television but not say fuck? Is that kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's bizarre. Um, yeah, he was ahead of his time in so many ways. Just pushing pushing against the box that he was in. And now... Because that was 1972. Yeah. Oh, my word. Um, and now thanks to him, and people like him, we can say things on our podcast. <laughs> and we just have to tick a wee box when we upload it saying, yes, this is explicit. Please don't not advertise it to children. Yes, don't show children. <laughs> I'm concerned that one day I'm going to not mark one as explicit. And <laughs> there will be one episode where there's no naughty language. And the kids will find it. And they'll look at the back catalogue. <laughs> they'll see the cute little badger and they'll get drawn in. Oh my. Oh my. Yeah, George Bloody Carlin. Oh, life would be a lot better if he was still alive. I think he went too soon. Mm. Oh, but yeah, George Carlin. Happy birthday, and may your swear words be ever fabulous. We're getting there. You're, We're getting you're, through. You're getting lazy with these. No, I mean they rhymed at the start. <laughs> now I'm just like. Rhyming off nonsense. So it's really bad that um, you told me this next name and I wrote it on the list. I had absolutely no idea who it was. Yeah, again, he's one of these actors that is incredibly well known, but no one knows his name. Yeah. Um, should, should we mention him and make him sad? Let's do it. <laughs> Jason, Jason Biggs. Jason Biggs. And you're probably sitting there at home going, who? Yeah, if you're like most people, you're currently racking your brain going, who on earth is Jason Biggs? I mean, it's bad when like his top, like you Google him and the top four films that come up are all American Pie films. Yeah. Like that's... That's the poor man's legacy. It is the poor man's legacy. I mean, it probably bought several of his houses, to be honest. But he was quite young when he did them. I think. Uh, when, when was it? So the first one came out in 99. Was it 90? Was it as late as that? Oh. And he was born in 78. So he would have been 21 when it came out. So probably about 20 when it was filming. That's a hell of a good job to get as a young actor. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. Because what did he do? He did a couple things before. Not very noted, uh, mentionable. But yeah, American <laughs> Pie. There's one there I want to look up. He did 91. Oh, my word. The Boy Who Cried Bitch. <laughs> as Robert. Both in 91. And then he didn't work for six years. Oh, must have been bad. He did two films and then nothing. American Pie. American Pie 2. 
American James wedding. Silent Bob Strike Back as himself. Oh, he he was only two years after American Pie, and he was already doing cameos. Wow! But that's how big it was. It, it was absolutely big. skyrocketed his and everyone else's career. Just incredible. Was American Wedding so soon after? I thought that was a while after American Pie Two. It was. It was only the third film, wasn't it? Yeah, straight to the wedding. And there's been another forty films since then. Hasn't <laughs> there? Yeah. They are still beating that dead horse. Obviously, Jason hasn't been in all of them, so we won't hold it entirely against him. There's only so much he could do. There's only so much. <laughs> Farce of the Penguins. Wow. The 2007 American directed video parody, a nature documentary. Directed by Bob Saget. Why? So, March of the Penguins, yes, it's ripping off. Well, yes. <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson as a narrator. I mean... Straight to video. What? What? I'm going to have to watch that. We need to find that. <laughs> we need to find that. Please help us and find Farce of the Penguins. He's not done much recently, has he? I think in the last five years, he's only... Ooh. done like two films not as himself hmm. the only thing I can think I've seen him in is um, Orange is the New Black as the main character's slimy slimy husband oh yes of course he was nobody likes Larry nobody likes Larry friggin Larry I don't know It was I, I kept going back and forth with them because they were both awful oh they're both awful <laughs> Like, this is this is the thing, and we talked about this in previous episodes. It's everyone wants to have a goodie and a baddie. Yeah, they want to be on one side, and when both sides are awful, you're just sitting there going, "What am I watching?" <laughs> in so much of modern media, there's now the it's almost like two antiheroes, and it's um, real people with real issues, and no one is good, and no one is bad, and we're all just terrible, and it makes for some very interesting characters. Mm. But yeah, Larry was a douche. Yes. Mm. But he was also the teenage dirtbag. Oh yeah! In the Wheatus music video. He's in teenage dirtbag. His finest role, in my Mm. opinion. He's done two theatre things. The Graduate. Oh my. The Heidi Chronicles. Mm. That is bizarre. He voiced Leonardo in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, TV show. <gasps> 8 out of 10 cats. You've done a lot of TV. I didn't realise you'd done so much TV. Frasier, Sesame Street, Will and Grace. I mean, who oh. hasn't been on Frasier? Oh. Frasier is a very, would have been a very good gig. Oh my god. I was just constant side characters. I hear that it might be coming back. There's talk of a reunion. Oh my. Like Frasier, re, re, not even reunion, like re... Boot. Not even just continuing. Just, like, just continuing. Just resuming. A resume. A Fraser resume. Oh my. That's, that would uh, be amazing. I don't know who's still alive. I, I, I was going to say that <laughs> the dad definitely died a few years back. Yeah. And Fra- the dog. I, uh, oh, Eddie. <laughs> oh. I'm sure Fraser and Niall are both kicking about. Why did that Eddie have to die? <laughs> the wrong one always goes. The wrong one. <laughs> But yes, yeah, I'll have to have a look at that. Jason Biggs. Um, again, he's done some cool stuff. But American Pie will forever be his 
his leg. chain around his neck. Yeah, I, th- I think. Pumping that pie. Man. Happy birthday, Jason Biggs. May your apple pie be warm and soft. But not too warm. Not too warm. You don't want to burn it off. Oh. oh. My word. So this next guy, I, th- I believe he is another one of the deceased members of this list. Is that correct, or am I thinking of someone else? Uh, no, he is very much alive. Thank God. I was worried for a moment. Um, yes, the very ever so cool Ving Rhames. The man with a voice that could butter a loaf of bread. <laughs> uh, I think I probably first came across him in Pulp Fiction, which is one of his I bigger mean... roles. There's the other guy who came across him in Pulp Fiction as well, but... Uh... Oh, my God. Oh, basement scene. Anyway. Oh, <laughs> the damn hillbillies. Wow. <laughs> but he... Yeah, he's had a hell of a career. Con Air, uh, Dawn of the Dead. Entrapment. That's a hell of a film. Oh. Who's it? Lilo and Stitch. Lilo and Stitch. Uh, Cobra Bubbles. I'm just double-checking. Oh, Cobra Bubbles. That not the agent, dude. No. Oh my god, yes, he's the social worker, the big dude in the suit who keeps getting like yeah. knocked like uh, hit in the face by the aliens. <laughs> Ving Rames. My goodness. That's a, oh my god, look at that list. That is a massive filmography. Oh, Mission Impossible, he was in all those. As the hacker dude. Yes. Which I always thought was hilarious. The big dude in the back of the van taping away on a little laptop. Dawn of the Dead. Mission Impossible. Leroy Leroy and Stitch? What is that? (laughs) Oh, right. That's that horrible stuff. Oh, but... Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, Oh, surrogates. Was was that the... (gasps) Surrogates! The Bruce Willis one. Yes. Uh, Death Race 2. (laughs) Phrase <laughs> 2 Piranha 3D there's one here that doesn't have a link and I've never wanted to know more about a film more in my life in 2011 he was in a film called Pimp Bullies <laughs> and I, I'm going to do some research and come back to everyone on that we need to find out wow oh it's good to know that he was in Piranha and then Piranha 3DD he survived 3DD 3DD it's his proper title hmm <laughs> He was in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. What? Who's Charlie 27? Charlie 27. Uh, I'm just trying to find out, actually. So, let's have a wee look here. Um, uh, trying to see. Oh. Oh, was that one of the Ravager factions? Ah! Uh, Yes. Okay. Big buff dude. There's a lot of cameos in the Ravager factions. Oh yes. My God. Cool. And he's going to be in Mission Impossible Seven next year. Wow. Agent Luther Stickle. Stickle. Sticker. He's been in all of them then, hasn't he? Uh, I think he came in and oh no, he wasn't the first one. Yeah, he was the computer dude. We see. Yeah, he was in the first one. Wow. My yeah, goodness. hell of a career. Again, a stalwart character actor. If Ving Rhames is in something, it's going to be pretty good. A lot of 
Aquaman. He was in the pilot. Oh. I haven't heard much about that. Video games. Ooh, Call of Duty World War Two. Mm, Jefferson Potts. He was in more films than Carlin. More games than Carlin. More games than Carlin. <laughs> and only one of them was about cars. <laughs> oh, God. He's won a lot of awards, actually. But yeah. Nominated for a lot of awards. For all guys. He's won three, which is good. Very good. He's a cool guy. Likes a hat. <laughs> Loves a hat. Loves a hat. That's what I'll say. Oh, Ving Rhames. There's a hat man. There's a hat man. Um... Very nice. So, happy birthday, Ving Rames. May you hold on to the box of donuts and not be run over by Bruce Willis and have a lovely day not involving the basement of a pawn shop. And buggery. <laughs> and now, bring out the pimp. Oh. Gimp. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Slightly different role. Slightly different role. Oh, oh like the exact opposite. Really, when you think about it. The duality of man. <laughs> you are either a pimp or a gimp. Oh. Either way, there's going to be a lot of leather involved. <laughs> Jeez. I need to watch Pulp Fiction again. It's clearly been too long. Oh. need to watch it. Actually, Ailey's never seen it. Mm. So I'm trying to make her watch it. My word. Um, so, yes. So, finally, we've reached the end of our list of notable people who are lucky enough to share a birthday with the Badger Shelf. And the final entry is one of the greatest stars of English stage, screen and comedy show, Miss Catherine Tate. I, I, anytime I see Catherine Tate in a serious role, I get so confused. Because <laughs> I grew up with like her sketch show. Yeah. My God. Oh. <laughs> the granny. The granny. What a liability. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, just so dark. So, oh, my God. She was... A... <laughs> Sorry, I, wa- I watched this, this film with Ailey the other day. Uh, oh, my God. It's like, family. it's like the Hotel Transylvania ripoff. No, it's completely different. Oh. Completely because they're actually monsters. There's magic involved. Give watch it; it's quite good. Oh. But I just realized, just found out that the the witch in it that's uh, causes lots of hassle is Catherine Tate, and it now makes so much sense. Baby Yaga. Oh, don't you, don't <laughs> Baby Yaga. <laughs> so yeah, she's she's not been in a lot of films. Um, Nativity Three, dude, where's my donkey? Nativity Three, at Gulliver's Travels. That. Absolute classic. Um, oh, God. I f- oh, Jesus. I forgot about that. I, it's one of my favourite films. I know. <laughs> it was basically... so. It was not- just an excuse to make Jason Segel short, wasn't it? Yeah. It's not It's it's not a very good film. Jack Black is a saving grace. It was basically a money laundering front to give all these comedic actors some work that year. Because everyone is in it. It's like wall-to-wall famous actors in Gulliver's Travels. And they would turn up for, like, a line and then disappear. Like, why are you in this? What is happening? Oh. Oh, yeah. Money laundering. That's the only explanation for that film. Chris O'Dowd playing the crazy evil general dude. That was pretty good. (laughs) With with the little monocle. 
Um, and yeah, ridiculous money laundering. We'll get yeah. to, that's the real podcast. We're getting to the bottom of Hollywood. <laughs> it's money an expose. <laughs> so I've just seen this um, in the list of films for Catherine Tate. There's um, Nan the movie. Oh my god! So I think that will actually be, as in, Catherine it's based Tate's on Nan. Catherine Tate's Nan. Fan. What? Fantastic! Oh my word! So that'd be good. Oh my word! Obviously, a lot more TV than film. Has oh, Catherine Tate yeah. done? She has been in many, many, many things. Oh, she's Doctor Who. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. But from the start, you've got her in all these. You've got her in Big Train with, you know, Simon Pegg, Martin Freeman, all those dudes, their sketch show. And then she had the Peter Kay thing. But then, of course, she got her own. You got the Catherine Tate show with some of the greatest sketches. Oh, my God. That, that is a British institution. British institution. <laughs> like, for years after that, every time there'd be, like, um, comic relief, mm. there'd be a Catherine Tate. Catherine Tate-esque I'm above it. I'm bothered. I'm bothered. Poverty, bothered. Charity, bothered. Face, bothered. Iconic. Oh. And the children, the middle class children, it's, it's a beautiful sketch. It's just, just brilliant. Phenomenal. And it has aged so much better than a lot of other comedy at that time. Um, and it's just yeah. as horrific, like dark. But That's I don't know. So good. I think she always had a way of. Uh, Poking fun of people that deserved it, which is always <laughs> a good quality. Yeah. The One Ronnie. The One Ronnie, the TV special. Cool. So it was a one-off comedy television sketch show that was on BBC One Christmas Day 2010. Oh. To celebrate Ronnie Corbett's 80th birthday. Wow. Ronnie. Um, yeah, I, remember I watched that. At the time, I need to go find it again and watch it. Yeah, I don't know if I've seen this. What a lineup! Look at all those people. God, 2005 that Ronnie Barker died. Oh my God. So, yes, he'd been, been that long. He'd been the one Ronnie for a while by that point. Oh, uh, Ronnie. Oh, it's, always, it's always bad when one, one of a double act dies. It is grim. I don't know how you'll cope. Mm, I'll manage. <laughs> <laughs> Counting the days. God. You've, you've got a party planned. Well, you're, you're getting on a bit. I've had to make my peace with things. <laughs> you've amended the will. You're ready. Oh, dear. Yes, don't worry. Your your will's up to date. <laughs> um, I think for international viewers, she probably came to fame uh, when she was in the US office for a few seasons which I've just finished watching recently, um, playing a rather horrific, awful person, which she's very good at. But yeah, a star. A British comedy star. An actual British comedy institution. Oh my God, like Catherine Tate. And yeah, writing all her stuff, performing it with perfection, just... Oh, very, very few times has she missed. It's always just dynamite. Mm. Very good. <laughs> very good. Very good indeed. Um, so yeah, Catherine Tate, happy birthday. Tell us a joke. <laughs> what?
<laughs> We're coming to the end of the party. It's the end of the party. I'm running out of wind. It's now happy birthday, Catherine Tate. Here's your gift bag. Here's your gift bag. Get out. Two see, you, see you next time. There's George Carlin relief. has done it all. Come on, clear off, love. Um, no, wow, what a list. Normally, you look up famous birthdays on a day, and there's no bloody person. This has been Hannah's. Yes, it's actually it's, it's a good list. That'll be a good party. It's a very good I list. hope. I hope we get invited as a team. I want to be in that room. <laughs> so yeah, as, as part of our research as well, we looked at the May 12th, the Badger Shelf birthday. Speaking of Badger, hello. Oh, Can you hear Snuffles? We also have our little mascot. <laughs> oh, hello Badger. Put him up to the mic. Badger's come to, oh, to say a few words. Oh. If I can lift him up. Badger. Yes. Hello Badger. Would you like to say anything to our fans? No. That's content. <laughs> He's you. The best interruption. The best. <laughs> so we also had a wee look at uh, celebrities that we individually share yes. birthdays with. A little bit of fun, because it's not just these famous people or excellent podcasts that have birthdays, but also people. Human beings like us. So, Andrew. Who do you share a buff day with? I I share. Going straight from Catherine Tate on to mm. <laughs> Peter Capaldi, who has also done Doctor Who. This is a nice link. Peter Capaldi is is phenomenal. He's very good. Um, unfortunately, I had completely gotten out of Doctor Who by the time he got involved. <laughs> yes. It was... Um, I, I clung on for a while, and then it was kind of halfway through his seasons that I drifted away. Not through any fault of the show. I think I just kind of stopped watching and then had a lot to catch up on and didn't catch up on it and now have missed a lot. Mm. So like, that's like sort of the biggest thing he's done apart from his sort of defining TV show, which was The Thick of It. Oh my goodness. Malcolm Pissing Tucker. Oh. And he is just phenomenal in that. He's a force of nature. He's one of the greatest TV characters. If you want someone to be angry and Scottish, <laughs> and I'm not available, <laughs> then you hire Peter Capaldi. The just rage that would emanate out of him is beautiful. Oh, It goes back to the George Carlin thing where you're talking about the words you can't say on television, and you hear, um, you hear them talking about writing for the thick of it, and... Armando Iannucci saying we had to, you know, we had to sacrifice a few shits to get a good fuck, and that sort of thing. (laughs) They'd be pleading with BBC, let us use these words. I just had to save up a lot to get a cunt, and uh, (laughs) you know, just pre pre checking the um, explicit tick box on there. (laughs) <laughs> on this episode, just to make sure we're covered. It's been a bit naughty this episode, yes. It certainly has. Peter Capaldi, what a man. Oh, Very good. Very good man. Obviously, we won't, we won't wish him a happy birthday because it's past and that's rude. Yeah, it ain't his birthday. Come on, Peter. Get your neck out. <laughs> You're not at the party, Peter. Get your thumb out, wind your neck in. That's what I meant. But it's, it's, a, it's a day. It's a day there for, for good... Scottish actors. Yes, it's a strong stock. Another one we picked up on was uh, Robert Carlyle. Oh! Of Trainspotting fame. What a man. 
I just realised yeah, so he's in that Once Upon a Time. Did you ever watch that? Mm, I don't think so. That was a bizarre show, that one. So it was like there was a... I'm still checking it's the right one, yeah. So it's like a, like the fantasy world where all fairy tales happen. Yeah. And the real world, and it sort of goes between them. And there's like fantasy people trapped in a town in the real world, and they can't leave, and it's, it's, it's bizarre. We started watching it years ago. Um, yeah. Oh, my. I need to, need to have a look. Oh, God, yeah, he was an arrogant. Yeah. He's, again, one of these just token character actors. Full Monty, train spotting, train spotting two, Hitler. The Rise of Evil. <laughs> 28 weeks later, he's very good in that. Oh, yes. Um, but just, yeah, my God, he's in almost everything. Taking all the work from everyone else. Oh, yeah, he's, he is one of these big actors that yeah. you don't want to go against, do you? <laughs> oh, my God. You don't want to be competing with bloody Robert Carlyle. Oh, my God. He's just in everything. He's amazing. Oh, what a man. What a, what a birthday to share. What a birthday. And this is what I knew about previously. Uh, Sarah Michelle Geller. Buffy! Buffy. As, I mean, is there any point in calling her anything else? <laughs> um, she was also Daphne in the Scooby-Doo movies. <laughs> she was. She was Daphne. Oh, there's a thing to mention. <laughs> the live-action Scooby-Doo movies have had something of a resurgence in popularity online. With the like the shaggy memes and all this kind oh of stuff. Oh God, yeah! <laughs> I was only operating at one third of my power. <laughs> this ancient force of evil. Oh, Scream Two, she was in. Mm. And Scream One. I was just going to say yes. Why, yeah, why is Scream Two coming two. up and not Scream One? Dear, oh, dear. Google, you're dropping the ball. But yeah, holy moly, Buffy! What a character, Buffy Summers. Mm. Vampire Slayer, Saviour of Sunnydale? <laughs> yes, we're yes, all I think something like that. Oh, she's in Star Wars Rebels. Oh, I've just started watching that, actually. Oh, well. Very good. Mm. We won't go into it in case you get some spoilers. Yes, please no. Um, she was in the TMNT, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. By... Two minutes. I, I never watched it. Yeah. That was that was one. That was like I I do sort of agree with him that people started a rumour that they weren't gonna be mutants anymore, they're gonna be aliens. Mm. Um and it turned out afterwards it was just a rumour to get him to talk about the movie. Like, no no, it's not this, it's that and ha, we've got some information. So he just completely media blackout, like I'm not no, not rising into it. No. Yeah. The problem is the rumour became too powerful and a lot of people wrote it off and never watched it because of that. Uh, <laughs> like, oh, he's just going to change everything. Power of the internet. So yes, I do need to watch it at some point. I used to love the turtles when I was growing up. I was, yeah, deeply in love with the turtles. They are cool things. American Dad. Oh, she was in Small Soldiers. Great film. Iconic film. Incredibly iconic. Robot chicken. Oh, she's had quite a career. Quite oh, hello. Oh. oh, hello. Hello. And Badger has returned. Coming in. 
Woof, woof, woof. We'll have to put some pictures of, of Badger on our, uh, on our socials. Oh, it's my leg. Oh, hello. What you doing, boy? What you doing? Woof, 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 woof. <laughs> that, that, just for anyone wondering, that was Eddie woofing, not woof. the dog. The dog doesn't say woof. <laughs> the dog doesn't say woof. Arr, I'm being eaten alive. That's what I get for having a bite-sized co-host. I've got tasty fingers. <laughs> anyway, that's a weird, that's a weird thing to say. So, shall we have a look at? Uh, Come here, then. At the folk that you share a birthday with. Trying to pick up the dog. He's too bendy. <laughs> He's actually like made of liquid. I'm oh my sure. God. He's like a cat. <laughs> I will leave you to it. You just chew. Um, so yes, those were the birthdays that Andrew shares with some famous celebrities. There we go. Um, and I am a summertime baby, and I've got quite a few cool people on my list. Oh my! First of all, Arnie Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold of the Schwarzenegger. What a man. What a, what a, what a mighty, mighty man. What a mighty man. I was watching a video of him recently on the YouTubes. There's a series where celebrities show you their like home, like their house, their gym, and their fridge. It's like a ridiculous fitness thing. Mm. Um, so they've had people like bodybuilders and athletes and uh, mad action people. And then... Arnold Schwarzenegger shows you what he does, and you're like, oh my god, in heaven, you're like 68 years old, and you're still the most powerful thing on the, on the planet. <laughs> yeah, like, if we get, if we actually get invaded by aliens, we're just going to have to call Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's ridiculous. It's... <laughs> He's sitting there like, yeah, I get to the gym at six in the morning, and I'm here till eight o'clock, and these boys come in, and they pause, and they don't leave. And it's like, and he's just, like, casually throwing things. It's like, oh my god. One of the finest things. I think when you think of Hollywood blockbusters over the 80s, 90s, thousands, it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. That man owned cinema for a good two decades. My God, he was in so much. Everything. But he, and it's because he was amazing. He wasn't just a big buff boy. He was also a very entertaining person. Kindergarten cop. Kindergarten cop. <laughs> Who is your daddy and what does he do? <laughs> <laughs> and one of my favourite Christmas films, Jingle All The Way. Oh, yes. Put the cookie down! <laughs> he was such a good comedy actor. Yeah. Um, and then also doing stuff like Terminator. Oh, my God. Well, Terminator 2... Um, Terminator 2 is a buddy cop movie. <laughs> buddy cop movie. That's mental. But you look at um, there was there, someone put this online. Like they worked out how much per word he was paid because he got so many millions for the film, and he only says about eight things. Uh, and so he was paid like two million a word or something like that. It's like oh my god! It, it doesn't beat Mark Hamill in uh, Force Awakens. Uh huh. What? Whatever he was paid for that to look surly <laughs> right at the end. Oh my god. I mean that must have been like B unit. You know? That was not main filming. They were like, go go and get that, go and get Mark Hamill, film him doing that. And it was just He probably actually asked to be paid by the word. Mm. I was like, Well, if that's how you want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Hamill stare silently. <laughs> That's why he looks so grumpy. 
<laughs> That's why he was so mad at the start of the next one. <laughs> Not getting paid for nothing. <laughs> oh, oh but Arnie. He's such a, a good guy as well. Like when you hear him talk about stuff, he's nice, you know. Mm. I think, yeah, I think if the end of the world was coming and we needed someone to save humanity, <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger would sort us out. And if we have to send someone powerful for a backup. <laughs> yeah, talking about lovely buff dudes, the next person I share a birthday with is none other than Terry Crews. The poster man oh. for positive masculinity. Yes, like if, if positive non-toxic masculinity was a human being, it would be nicest man in the world, Terry Crews. He's just unbelievably good. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> Terry likes his yogurt. Terry loves yogurt. <laughs> I saw him do again. I'm I'm obsessed with these like house tours that celebrities take people on. And he's got like um, so they live in Los Angeles, but they've got like an apartment in New York for whenever they visit and do stuff for him and his little family and stuff. And he was showing us around us. Oh my god! And it's just full of like nerdy stuff. And he's got a cupboard with like cereal. And he's like, these are Terry's Fruit Loops. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, he's so adorable. Oh, he's like. <laughs> when I say he's oh. a massive nerd as well, he's it's not just describing how nerd. big he is. <laughs> yeah. But like, seriously, and he's got like this whole board game room. And oh, oh, he's the best dude. Unbelievable. And again, everything he's in, like. I, I don't know where White Chicks was probably my first experience of Terry Crews. Yeah. And oh my God. Iconic. Because I think before that he had just been like an action. He had been a, he'd been a strong man and he'd done maybe like some action films. And then he got White Chicks and just revolutionised the game. He is, yeah. So funny at that. <laughs> was, he was in... Um... Get smart as Ooh. an absolute douche. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, as um, uh, he's in Brooklyn Nine Nine. <laughs> oh, Terry, really? what's what's he called? Terry something. Terry Jeffords. Jeffords. Yes, I was thinking it can't be Terry. He's Terry, but he's Terry. Is Terry? He he he's sticking with like the the sitcom tradition of at least one person going by their real name. Yes, it needs to be done. He in Brooklyn Nine Nine is one of the best characters on screen. Oh yes, just perpetually hilarious. <laughs> he is the father of the Nine Nine. Mm-hmm. It's so true. <sighs> and he does love yogurt. <laughs> Terry loves yogurt. Terry loves yogurt. Oh, oh my god. Um, and thirdly, because we've done our favourite three on our list, um, is Mr. Lawrence Fishburne. Again, an icon of mm. the cinema. Morpheus. Uh, he was in Predators. He is in other things. The problem is we don't do any research. We don't do any research My brain this. draws a blank. But you know Lawrence Fishburne. He is such... Oh. Boys in the Hood! Oh! Oh, yeah. Apocalypse Now. Oh, my God, yes. He's in John Wick films as well. Oh, he's very Barry good in John King. Wick. He plays the 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 guy, like the... Uh, yeah, it's like the homeless. 
and he's got all the mad like um, homeless dudes. It's like a whole network of undercover crime gangs. And yeah, him and John Wick two and three is the most bombastic, scenery chewing, over the top performance. It's wonderful. He's just having the best time. One of the things I absolutely loved him in recently was uh, Ant Man and the Wasp. <gasps> My Paul, God, Paul Rudd's coming back. Yeah, can't get away from Paul Rudd. Oh, but um, as a villain, mm, not really. Mark, slightly. Mark. Yeah, it's quite. That's a, that's a point actually. There's not really a bad guy in Ant Man and the Wasp apart from the yeah. gangsters, yeah. but they're not the main force. It's quite a good. It's good like that. It's yeah, it's that moral grey area that Marvel's been descending into where yeah. it's not so much good versus bad, end of the world kind of thing. It's people with agendas. And mm. you know, if you might think something is bad, but they want to do it for certain reasons. And his character in uh yeah, Ant Man and the Wasp, very, very good. And he was also in Batman versus Superman, which again very bizarre that mm. the villain was the film itself. Uh, <laughs> I did feel personally victimized. I felt attacked. Superman. I felt attacked. Um, <laughs> oh, Ride Along. Have you seen Ride Along? No. Oh, it's mm. so funny. Mm. So fun. that's, that's one of the ones that, like, oh, I just want to watch a funny movie. Oh, Ride Along. Boom. Mm. Um, yeah, he's brilliant. That doesn't, doesn't come in quite near the end. Okay. Oh, but yeah, just just watch it. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, Predators. Fantastic Four. Rise of the Silver Surfer. Oh. Uh, we were actually going through because uh, Disney Plus obviously has all of the, the Fox stuff on it. Now mm. we're going through like all X Men, and he goes, Ailey goes, oh, Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer, and I instructed her to cast it into the sun. <laughs> yeah. As where it belongs. It's, Oh, it's just awful. I yeah, I quite I'm, I enjoy the first one. The first one was alright. I think I didn't the have anything one, against the first one. The second one came too soon and tried to do too much, and it just all fell on its face. It was just dull. I mean, for the love of God, a superhero movie needs to be entertaining. Yeah. It like it, <sighs> when they made Galactus into a big cloud. That was just nope. We're on was we're rotten. on a bad run here. Absolutely rotten. And the Silver Surfer as a character should be hella engaging. The Silver Surfer is a massive character in the grand scheme of Marvel. Yeah. In the on the galactic scale, not mm. just with Galactus. Like the power that he has and the effect he has on the universe. And then they stole his board and he was nothing. <laughs> God. I yeah, as a kid, the Fantastic Four TV show was my favourite, and mm. all the stuff with the Silver Surfer I was obsessed with. And when the film came out, I wanted to love it, and oh my god! Yeah, I really wanted to like it. I wanted so hard to like it. It was just awful. I have never been so disappointed by a film I tried so much to like. <laughs> oh, terrible! But Lawrence Fishburne, great. Lawrence Fishburne was fine. <laughs> we'll, we'll forgive him. <laughs> Forgive him for being in that. Honestly, I've seen the John Wick Parabellum like three times now, and he's still thoroughly entertaining. Mm. Just this, oh, it what? He's he was the Silver Surfer. 
Oh my. That What? Okay, that that, that makes no sense. That makes absolutely no sense. Did he voice him? That's what it says. What? So we're having a quick look at this. Uh, cast, plot. Why, why is there more than three words for the plot? And oh, yes, Lawrence Fishburne as he the Silver Surfer. Oh, and Doug Jones was oh, the body. Doug Jones was the body. Okay, I can believe that. Yeah. Lawrence Fishburne voiced the Silver Surfer. That is... It's, it's so bizarre, because it makes me want to watch it again. I can't even... I, I mean, never shall. I can't even picture it. I can't even picture what it sounded like. It's that bad. I've blocked all memory. It was... Oh. Damn it, Lawrence Fishburne, why are you trying to lure us back into the Silver Surfer? <laughs> oh, he's in the Matrix. Oh, <sighs> Morpheus. Wow, <laughs> he was. So, he was in the uh, in twenty the year two thousand. He was in a film called uh, Once in the Life. It's an American crime crime film, and he was um, played a character called Twenty Twenty Mike. And I really want to watch it now. See if he had a bad cough. <laughs> that would be a nice bit of foreshadowing. Oh God, Osmosis Jones. Osmosis. Osmosis Jones. Jones. Now that is that is a fever dream of a film. That's a deep cut. Right <laughs> deep That's cut. A deep. Oh, core memory. <laughs> oh God. But that was between the Matrix films. He had time to get even weirder. <laughs> The Matrix and went, you know, this this isn't enough, enough mind bending for me. This is I'm going to go do. It's too grounded. <laughs> oh, Nightmare on Elm Street three, Dream Warriors. Oh, god damn. Yeah. Oh, apparently that's a good one, but I don't really like spooky films. Oh, so I just noticed there that. A lot of his early work, he's been credited as Larry Fishburne. Oh. And Lawrence Fishburne 3, sometimes. So it was Lawrence, Lawrence Fishburne, Lawrence Fishburne, Fishburne, Fishburne Larry third. Fishburne, then two more Lawrence Fishburne thirds, and then Larry Fishburne wall to wall. Yeah, so... And then 1992 his, his, he stopped. His actual name... My. Lawrence Fishburne. Let's have a look yeah. at him. Look at him... Um, Lawrence John Fishburne Jr. So that was his papa. So yeah, so he was Lawrence Fishburne the third. Yes. Oh my. Um, but it spells Fishburne differently, so he's changed it for his. Oh, Fishburne. <gasps> go, go. Oh no! Yeah. Oh, oh! I always imagine it. Oh, that's my bad. That's bizarre. It's that Mandela effect where you think something is right. So when did he change? Go back to the filmography. The no, the the. F- oh, sorry, yes, yeah. filmography. So he was Lawrence Fishburne the third, and then he was Larry Fishburne for some reason. For Larry Fishburne up until ninety three. So ninety three, he must have just gone with Lawrence Fishburne, and yeah. cemented. Um, Lawrence, so he was Larry Fishburne for Boys in the Hood. Weird. That's bizarre. He didn't. He never think about. Having different names for actors, but it's such a small change as well. I don't know why. I think he would have been think the Matrix would have took off if he was still going by Larry. 
No, I think he the uh, gravitas that he has as Lawrence. I'm Larry Fishburne. No, who? Who? Lawrence Fishburne. I think speaking of gravitas, that's like Arnold Schwarzenegger, Terry Crews, Lawrence Fishburne. You. (laughs) (laughs) Tall and powerful men. One of these things is not like the others. (laughs) Hello, boys. Me and my big pals, we're going to party down. Yeah. I do like yoghurt. Um, and I like the Matrix, and I like the Terminator. So we've got lots in common. Lots in common. Lots in common. <laughs> Jeezy Pete. Again, that's a, that's an actor you don't really hear people say bad things about, isn't it? No. Lawrence Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne is consistent. You know, he if he turns up in a film, as I say, in a film like John Wick Three, which is wall to wall amazing, he's one of the best parts of it. And he just kind of turns up once in a while and goes like, You want to kill me? You'll have to bring down the streets of New York. I'm the king, baby. And all this kind of stuff. And it's like, yes. It was 2019. He got the Gregory Peck Award for Lifetime Achievement. Ooh. Very good. That's nice. He has had an achievement of a lifetime. He achieved lifetime. Lots of TV um, awards as well. Oh, what's his TV career? I didn't even look at his TV career. That's shocking. Um, where is his filmography? There we go. Uh, oh, and video games. That's what we we like that stuff. Um, but he was in Mash. If you give a dance, you gotta pay the band. Ah, nice Mash. Uh, Miami, Miami Vice, Vice. <laughs> Jinx. Uh. Oh, yeah, he was in all the CSI shows as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <gasps> of course, Hannibal. There's Jack and Hannibal. Yeah. Oh, so good. Jack Crawford. The Muppets. <laughs> as himself. As himself, of course. Death to 2020. Oh, we started watching that uh, History's Greatest Mysteries. Oh my <laughs> I just fired up like, oh, that sounds good. And then just Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Lawrence. Or Larry Fishburne, I'm going to call him my from word. now on. Much to his chagrin, I imagine. Who's in Spider Man and the Matrix games, of course. Oh, so he was in the 2000. Spider-Man felt five Spider-Man game. Watcher. Yes, as a watcher. Ooh, that's cool. Oh my! Uh, all, oh yeah, it was Matrix games he was in. Yeah, True Crime in New York City. Oh. what a game! Have you ever played the True Crime games? Uh. They're amazing because you play as a police officer, oh. like a detective. So you're off doing your own thing. Ooh. So there's a True Crime LA. Uh, or Streets of LA, then True Crime New York City, mm. and then the studio folded as just 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 before they finished True Crime uh, Tokyo, okay. which then got bought over and released as Sleeping Dogs. Oh. It's a very famous game. Oh yes, and then some CSI games. CSI games are just point and click mm. adventures, generally. When I've looked at them, oh dear, uh, I love those. So that's good. Mm. He's in four music videos. 
Oh, Grandmaster Flash. Oh, my. Wow. So, yes, Lawrence Fishburne. What a career. What a career. He's earned that Gregory Peck Lifetime Achievement Award. He certainly has. You betcha. And hopefully in years to come, the batter shelf will earn. <laughs> <laughs> we'll earn the Lawrence Fishburne Lifetime Achievement Award. God, I would, I would love that. Ah, <laughs> uh, we, um, yes, it is funny to think all these people have been born and they've come before us and they've done these incredible things and we just use their incredible things to talk about and get content and uh, don't actually contribute anything to the process, but you all love it. Speak for yourself. We've done some fine work. I bring the comedy. <laughs> the wittiest. And the dog who has abandoned us. Yeah, we need the dog for the high views. Oh dear. If you want to see my lovely little dog, um, check us out on, on the socials, which we'll have to actually start posting photos of him on the socials. Otherwise, yeah. that's an empty promise. There, there's one on Facebook, but we'll get some more up. We'll get some more. Uh, I need to use Twitter more. We're on Twitter as well, The Badger Shelf. We're doing an Instagram page. Ooh, yes. That's in the works. That's in the works. That is coming up. I don't know why I made eyebrows at the mic, but uh, yeah, they I need to know. I imagine you do a lot of gesturing <laughs> when we're recording. <laughs> Seeing the amount of gesturing you've done today, I think <laughs> the majority of your effort on this, in this podcast is wasted mm. by the audio format. <laughs> I do a lot of visual stuff. A lot of physical stuff goes into this podcast. It's a lot of uh, eyebrows to the computer. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, jeez. But, so, yeah. So it's yes. been a hell of a year. It has been quite a year. Um, yeah. And if any of you have been listening to us for a whole year, I can only apologise. <laughs> Why have you done this to yourself? What are you doing with your life? If you haven't figured it out by now, you need to get yourself sorted, son. But we uh, we are glad. And we'd like you to come and tell us how much you've enjoyed this year. Please come and wish us a happy birthday Woo. in the Discord or on Facebook or the Twitter or on YouTube if you can find us on there. We're everywhere now. Just it's a world of bloody place. place. On Anchor. Yeah. We're on Anchor, Spotify, wherever you're listening to this. I've, I've just put us on, um, we're on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Oh. I'm looking at other podcast platforms because why not? Yeah. Let's, let's be inclusionary. My word. The time to be alive. Mm. What a time it what is. A, what a time it has been. Oh. Speaking of time, that's that's a good length for an episode, an hour and a half Oh. We have waffled sufficiently. We have waffled. I didn't think we'd manage to, to stretch a whole episode out of this weak sauce topic. <laughs> uh, we've just got a list of names and Wikipedia, and we've made it work. <laughs> oh, yes. That's content, baby. So, yes. Mm. We've done all the plugging, we've done all the social media pleading. <laughs> all uh, the begging. All the begging for clout. It's okay, we will post dog photos and... There will be dog pics. This is how we become famous. This is it. We use the dog. The dog shall be utilised. <laughs> Exploited. Yeah. That's what he's here for. Badger, badger. Badger, badger. Badger, badger. Mushroom, mushroom. 
<laughs> but yes, thank you very much for listening. Show us for an entire year, you maniacs. It's oh, what a what a wild ride. What a ride. Oh. And uh, here's to the next um episode before we burn out and stop doing it. Yeah. Once uh we'll see what happens. When the world opens up again and exciting things occur. Once we have better things to do. <laughs> yeah. We've managed about one a month, but I think if we uh if we continue, we'll see, we'll see how that goes. I think yeah. we can manage one a month. I think probably is. If anything, there'll be less distractions because we'll be um, less excited by fun things happening and we'll just be back to normal life. F- fun things are less um, of a novelty once mm. uh, once they're happening. Yeah, once once every day is open, you can do whatever you want. We'll just be like, ah, we'll, we'll just stay indoors. We'll do it. <laughs> but yes, thank you very much for listening and we shall see you next time. Happy birthday, Badger Shelf! Ooh.